Hello and welcome to another episode of A Few Cues with Deandra Reviews. I'm Deandra Reviews and this episode is brought to you by DeandraReviewsAtAll.com where entertainment is reviewed for the light it gives. On today's episode, I interview Savannah Christina. She is one of Alicia Keys' favorite new rising artists and she just released her new single, Comfortable. She is quickly rising in fans because she is sweet, simple, spiritual in her lyrics and her visuals. She is always observing daily life and what it is to be an emotional person in this world. Someone who wants to be clear in how they love, who they love, and what they need from love. This is a great interview for songwriters and people who understand that whether you're creating a work of art or investing in a relationship, you should always be clear or reflective on what you need from yourself and from others. Hi Savannah, how are you? Hi Deirdre, I'm good, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. How are you doing in this time? How are you creating and consuming music? I think for me, it's been very productive. Releasing Comfortable as an anthem during the quarantine was definitely something that was inspired by the times and just making the best of every situation, really. Thank you for asking. In looking at your interviews and your videos, there's this simplicity to your music that it just feels accessible. And I think that's something that's really going to be important in the future. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, I try to speak from the heart and be as relatable as I feel I am, you know. With something like Comfortable, even so self-care, really what I'm trying to do is give people anthems and mantras to live by. So I'm glad that it's resonating. You speak to emotions. Do you think that is what makes music universal? Not about things or situations, but just going straight to the feeling of being human. Yeah, I totally agree. Especially when that feeling is not something that um, we really have the most pride to say. Sometimes we have to admit things to ourselves that we might not want to admit. And when you can listen to a song that kind of brings out those emotions that you might not be able to process fully I think it's very therapeutic and I think that's what music is for music is a functional it's a functional thing and I try to just make my music as useful and helpful and healing as possible I like that idea admittance because that's definitely a vibe you think that's why it's described so much as soulful yeah it's it's so food it, it's so therapy and yeah I do I do believe that that's why because at the end of it you have made a realization or you've come to terms with something that you might not have been able to feel so good about before. And by me saying it, it just lets people know like it's totally normal to feel this way. And not only that, but the things that you're feeling is just a song. It's just, you know, a three-minute song. It's a it's a time, it's a phase, but it's not your whole life. And you can, you know, just get through it as you see fit. I think that I always had to admit in a lot of my songs that I wasn't always the best judge of character when it came to the people that I had in my life. And admitting it and kind of just understanding, okay, Okay, why is it that I'm finding myself in these heartbreak situations or why is it that I feel like I need more self-love so those are a lot of the realizations that I made and I also noticed that like whatever happens in life it kind of just is a reflection on what it is that you've been attracting you hit me right in the feelings with that right in the feelings because because <laughs> I think that your songs and, and you've said again in interviews it's about self-care and self-love somebody observing how they love themselves in reflection to how others love them that's completely true I totally Totally agree. And that's why some of my songs, a lot of them are like, I'm done with you, get out. I think that's just me making the decision to do better. So it's all reflection. I totally agree. More than just do better than the person, I think it's do better for yourself. Because I have realized when I don't love myself, I pick people that don't really love me as well. 
100%. And that can be in friendships. I've, I've noticed a lot of people experience it in jobs, in job um, mm. in job environments, relationships, family members. We just kind of were drawn to the, the, the people who treat us the same way that we feel about ourselves. It's pretty crazy, but once you understand it, you can do better at avoiding it. What are the things that you most love about yourself in honor of self-love and self-care? I really love my perseverance. <laughs> I love being able to see what I've been through and how I've gotten out of certain situations, toxic relationships, abusive environments, and kind of just seeing my growth. I love my ability to be so resilient. There's nothing that I feel like I can go through that I can't bounce back from. So that's one thing I really do love about myself. And also, I just love that I'm able to live such a full life. You know, I'm a full-time student in college. I'm interning with a nonprofit. I'm doing my music. And I'm able to just accomplish these different walks of life and balance it somehow without completely losing my mind. Look at that. Yes. That was exciting. Just as you said it. <laughs> no, yeah. That's definitely how I feel. And like, I want to say something like, oh my God, I love my hair or I love this or something physical. But I feel like sometimes the way we feel about our physical appearance is so fickle sometimes. Like, one day you feel like, oh my God, I'm so cute. And the next day you're like, ooh, I need to go for a job. So I try not to place all of my work in that because I know me. One day I'm feeling really good, really cute. And then the next I'm like, uh-uh, this ain't gonna work. I try to put it in, like, my qualities beyond just my appearance. And it works, especially because your music is so emotional and everybody has that, but not everybody has material. The fact that you said resilience is what you most love about yourself. The resilience you need to be an artist, you think it transferred and taught you how to be resilient as a person? Yeah, I think in the music industry, you, you experience a lot of disappointment. You experience a lot of alone time. You realize that all you got is you a lot of times in the industry. And I think that kind of just builds tough skin even being up on stage and wanting an audience to respond to your song or to your poem and kind of feeling that <laughs> that empty room it kind of just teaches you how to be tough and how to stand on ten toes and, and be confident in what you believe in and that's yourself so yeah I never thought of it that way but I think that's part of it do you think that going to college and, and interning for this nonprofit has that given you a space to be an even more virtuous songwriter for sure I mean I think it, it teaches me not teaches me, but it allows me to continue to be human. I'm not always surrounded by instruments and microphones and music and industry. I, I live a real life with real things going on, and it keeps me inspired and relatable because <laughs> I don't think everybody makes music. So, you know, I'm glad that I can live a life that has more to it than just that. What is your favorite memory of singing as a child? My favorite, see, that's funny because every time I sing as a child, I was always forced to <laughs> um, by, like, my pastor or, like, the choir rehearsal or something like that. But I guess my favorite experience was probably singing Smokey Norfolk, I Need You Now at a Sunday service. I must have been, like, nine or ten. Just seeing the way that... You know, it made everybody in the audience so emotional. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I didn't understand it, but now, of course, I do. Music really moves people. Well, and how would you describe your soul therapy? If you could describe it like a, a therapy session. I think therapy, in my perspective, is a place where you can vent and be open in a non-judgmental environment. And I believe that my music and the things that I say in my music follows that exact same pattern. It's just a vent session. And you can sing along and you can feel your pain and there's no judgment. So I feel like those are the themes I try to follow. is honesty, transparency, and finding a solution to whatever it is that's bothering you. Would you say that there's a specific way that you've learned you need to be loved? Yeah, I mean, I think just honoring my needs, loving 
yourself teaches you the things that you need to be loved, and then you can tell somebody else how to honor those same requirements. So the most important thing for me is just somebody who's willing to learn how to love me. That's the most important part. Because things change over the years. You need different things at different times, but you need to have somebody who can listen and be willing to honor those things. I know you love the ocean. How would you describe music like an ocean? Music is like an ocean in a way that it, it's so powering and it's so strong and it really can make so many big impacts on people. But it can also be very soft. It can be very healing. It can be very flexible to fit whatever situation you need to fit inside of. So I feel like that could be the similarity with water. It's the power as well as the gentleness of it. It just has a duality. Ooh, I like that. Your answers are so good. They're deep and concise. I like that. Very good. Very good. <laughs> it must be the poet in me. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that's no, a good question. Oh, I thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But that's not easy. I've had to learn conciseness. Like somebody gives you a beat and the beat's like two minutes and I have to say everything I'm feeling. I'm like, okay, how do I shorten this? So I mm. kind of learned how to, how to be, say a lot by not saying too much because, you know, as a songwriter, they only give you so much time before the person's like, okay, next time. I'm not going to listen to a song for 10 minutes. So you kind of have a little window to grab people's attention. That is so true. How would you feel your Caribbean heritage in some ways transfers into your style and sound? My father's from the West Indies. He's from St. Vincent and the Grenadines. And my mother's Dominican. And I think, at least in what I know from growing up in a Caribbean Pentecostal church, Caribbean people are just very blunt. And they're very unapologetic about the things that they say. And they don't have any shame. It's kind of just all out there. And it's like, take it or leave it. So seeing that a lot taught me how to say what I mean and mean what I say in my music and just do it unapologetically. Caribbean people are just so full of culture and they're so hospitable, which kind of taught me how to work a crowd when I would do a show. It taught me how to be very attentive to the audience, ask them how they're doing, because that's something my Dominican mother, every time she'd go to parties, she would be so hospitable. Going back to self-care, are there any specific things that you do to help give you inner peace? One thing that I do is I like to go outside. I feel like whatever's going on inside can be solved if you go outside. I make it a habit to just like walk as silly as it sounds. Like I just get a breather and go outside. I do a lot of talking to myself out loud, but also I'll call a friend and just ask them what they think about stuff. Sometimes we have to check ourselves before we continue in a certain feeling. So it's good to have like a trusted friend to be like, hey, you know, am I tripping or do you think this is enough? I found that to be something that's very helpful. Those are kind of like lady. Those have been my two go-tos. And then when in doubt, take a nap.